Hey ladies, welcome back. So glad to have you listening in. Hope that this message encourages you as usual. Um, Hope that you're having a great week and just pray that the message that Abby brings, that it touches you in a special way. I hope that um, it resonates with you and you realize that even in the small victories, that they're still victories and that um, we count them as joy and we collect them in our hearts to give us courage for bigger struggles that we face. So without further ado, let's jump right in this week. ladies welcome back um i want to let you guys know something uh a little neat and different that we're doing this time usually we we don't have a script or anything like that but usually we abby and i will discuss kind of what this podcast is going to cover kind of go into depth about what we're going to say and then there's so many instances when that happens that we'll say oh my goodness i wish we were recording And whenever we go to kind of regurgitate it on recording, sometimes it isn't transferred as well as it was in the first raw setting of us kind of expressing our thoughts and feelings and things that the Lord's laid on our hearts. So we're doing this completely raw. Abby and I haven't talked about this episode yet. We haven't discussed kind of what God's put on our heart to share. But so I'm very excited about that. And so I'll just let Abby get right into it. And I'm going to be just as surprised as you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. So I wanted to talk today a little bit about what the Lord has really been revealing to me um, about being an overcomer mm-hmm. and what does that mean yeah. and what does that look like? I feel like sometimes we have a language around um, Christianity that can get almost, I don't want to say like, not trying to be ugly, but it's, and it's not, and I don't think it's anything anybody does deliberately, but for people who have never been exposed to Christianity or grown up in church, sometimes I feel like it's really off-putting. Mm-hmm. They're trying to keep, you know, learn and catch up, and it's like we use this verbiage, and so all my life, you know, I've heard scriptures quoted, you're an overcomer, overcome, overcome, it's like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what does that need to be broken down to into bite-sized pieces where I feel like I'm actually living out this this goal because Jesus did die for our freedom and the word of God revelation 12 11 says that they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and so there is two elements to this I believe The blood of of Jesus, the blood of Christ, obviously, is the payment for our sin. Mm -hmm. And that is the power, the authority over us. Once we accept him as our Savior and that blood is pled over us, our sins are blotted out. They're remembered no more. We confess them. He removes them. And so there is a a part of our salvation story that oftentimes things are instantaneous. Mm -hmm. We feel that shift. We feel that change. We feel that redemption happen over us immediately. But there are some parts of our testimony that we have to walk out day by day, choice by choice. Um, Bible talks about line upon line, precept upon precept. We have to renew our minds with his word. We have to keep going back to him as our source of truth. We keep have to keep um, reprogramming and renewing our thinking. Mm-hmm. We have to change our language. 
and what we confess and how we talk to ourselves and how we talk about our struggles and our situations. And so there's a lot of things that are in that overcoming that I don't think we really recognize as part of that process. And so I just wanted to to share a little bit about that today, just to give some equipping and some tools, some language in maybe an everyday um, type setting where it's a little bit more of an understanding of what people mean when they say, you know, you're overcoming sin, you're overcoming um, trials and obstacles. So in that overcoming, a lot of the times it is the day-to-day choice that we make that, you know, it's easy when we have an encounter in his presence in church or in our quiet time or with a person that really speaks to us and speaks life over us and we feel like this emotional high and you know we feel like we can you know I come out of prayer a lot of the time feeling like I could just run a a wall like I just feel such a a victory in my spirit and just like you know what do you got for me today (laughs) you know but often that's immediately met with a dryer that stopped working and a car light that comes on and um, a disappointment at work or, you know, a mistake that I've made or something that it's like immediately there to try to steal that victory and try to steal that, that encounter and the, and the confidence that I felt in that moment. And so what I have learned is the most useful thing for me is in those moments first to pause Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of evaluate, first of all, what it is that is coming after my my victory, coming after my joy, coming after my, is it is it motivated by fear? Am I afraid that I'm not going to have the resource to meet whatever physical need is there? Am I tired emotionally, physically? Um, is my rest being interrupted? Am I aggravated? Is there um, a recurring a theme or incident that I feel like this is always happening. Like, is there something I need to take authority over? Um, spiritually, is this an assignment? Is this just life happening and I'm just allowing it to steal my joy? Like, I really feel like there's a pause that you sometimes have to have, like, to really discern what am I up against here? What mm-hmm. is really the source of this? Because I'm not one who wants to look for some, you know, demon under every bush. But at the same time, I'm, I've walked with the Lord long enough to know that we're wrestling with spiritual beings. And sometimes there is assignments against you to absolutely steal your joy mm-hmm. and your peace and rob you. The, the Bible says the enemy comes to still kill and, jo- and destroy. Mm-hmm. That's not always just your life. Sometimes that's to steal your hope, mm-hmm. to kill your joy, mm-hmm. to rob you of your peace, you know. And so being that those are fruits of the spirit and I have that inheritance in Christ to walk in the fruits of the spirit. It's really that moment and that pause. It's allowing my flesh to get back into alignment with the Holy spirit. That's really for me what that has become. It's like, okay, I feel my flesh rising up here. I feel the aggravation. I feel the disappointment. I feel now, Lord, what do you say about the situation? Mm-hmm. And in that moment of pausing and just trying to discern and reflect and it, all of this has now become such a um, quick thing that mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I'm not having to pray about what I wear in the morning. I'm not making it super hyper, you know, spiritual thing. 
something that happens within a few seconds. And really, I feel like the foundation of that is because I have a lot of the Word of God in me. Mm -hmm. And so when moments like this happen, there's some truth of His Word that bubbles up to my heart, that bubbles up to my mind. This is why the time is needed to reprogram your thinking mm -hmm. and to get full of His Word and the truth over you, to be, to be in a place where when life happens... And you feel that old reaction rise up. You feel the old self coming up. You can immediately be hit with the word of truth. The word of his, of his um, truth over us about our behavior and about the situation and the authority that we have over the situation. Um, and so all this happens now within a few seconds where it might have been, you know, it taken me hours um, before. And I, I feel like that is something that I want to continue in. Not always. Sometimes life hits you and it literally knocks the breath out of you. You get a diagnosis. You get a doctor's report that you didn't see coming. And you're not just going to quickly process through that. We are human beings. We're flesh. And emotions are God-given. And so there are times that it's going to take a while to get a hold of that truth and to stand in that truth and to allow the Holy Spirit to really soothe you and comfort you and, and look at that from His perspective. But there is, you have the ability. There is a way to do that, even in the worst of circumstances. And, you know, I have seen people walk through cancer themselves, walk through cancer with their children with such a peace. Mm -hmm just a quietness about them and they are not being tossed back and forth they are not being um, grieved to the point where they can't enjoy their loved ones last days or the time and fellowship they have with family they are able to keep that perspective of this world is not my home and I'm going on and celebrate in that transition mm -hmm. and that is only by overcoming fear that is only by overcoming your own ideals of what something would look like. And so I think sometimes we don't always give um, grace mm -hmm. to us in that process, to ourselves or to others, that they're working through that overcoming, that there's moments of struggle, that there's moments of um, wrestling that flesh back and human emotions. It's a process. It's something that we're walking through. And there are things that for one person might be nothing. It might be something that happened immediately at their salvation experience because that one particular issue was not a huge one for them. And then there might be somebody who struggles for years to overcome it fully where it's no longer a desire. It's no longer. I mean, if you were raised in rage and chaos, you know, it's going to be a journey for you most likely to overcome fear because that's a triggered response in you. That is something that your entire life, that is what you grew up in. Whereas someone else who grew up in a nurtured home, who felt supported, who knew who's, you know, who's they belong to, and they may not struggle as much with fear. Maybe for them it's something else. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's, you know. And so I think there needs to be some grace in that overcoming that we are overcomers. That is our identity. But in our identity, we're, we're building toward the maturity and building our behavior and our actions to match our identity. Yeah. You know, um, our children, we have, as parents, a lot of times we will have grace over them in human things. You know, I don't expect my child at three to be able to do what my child does at 13 or right. at 23. And it's, God looks at us in the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, three minutes into our salvation story, we're not going to be... <laughs> running over everything that comes at us mm -hmm. 
but if we're 30 years into this walk, we should have some victories on our wall. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have some marked places in our lives where we can say, through the blood of Jesus, I was able to overcome that. That's no longer an issue for me. That's no longer a stronghold. And so my, my heart and my goal in this is, where can I, um, where can I continue to take ground in areas that, Every time this A happens, B is a result. Where do I need to grow in my trust with the Lord, in my understanding of His grace? Um, you know, if every time there's a financial thing, my immediate response is fear, that's an indication to me that I don't trust the Lord with my finances. Mm-hmm. So, how do I work toward trusting Him with my finances? And, you know, it's going to be in giving. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in giving when I don't feel that I have it. Mm-hmm. You know, if every time I respond in anger at someone that I felt has betrayed me, there's some part of me that hasn't fully surrendered, but I'm loved regardless of man's approval over me. Mm-hmm. So what is the remaining of that? It's mm-hmm. to choose forgiveness and it's to bless the one that cursed you. You know, our action, the kingdom response is going to be an an absolute opposite of what our fleshly response is. Right. You know, if we're responding in fear, we need to find faith. Mm-hmm. If we're resp- responding in aggravation and anger, we need to find joy and peace. And so, you know, in studying in this and reading through this, Romans eight thirty seven and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Mm-hmm. Through Jesus that loved us, we are made more than conquerors. And I love to do studies and do word studies and things. And I, I found the base word for this um, more than conquerors, which is what I have heard all my life. In the Greek, um, it is, and I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's uh, a word that is pronounced hupernikao. And it means to vanquish beyond, gain a decisive victory, to be more than a conqueror. And I found out in in researching this, when Paul was referring to this phrase, he was actually tipping hats to a Jewish tradition. And that in Hebrew, when there were battles, there was always spoils of war. And often the warriors would come home with the spoils of war that they had taken from the enemy. And they would say to their spouses, you're more than a conqueror. Meaning you didn't even have to lift your sword. You didn't have to go and walk for days and march and sleep in a tent and and enter into this horrific battle. And look at all the spoils of war that are available to you. Look at what I'm bringing home to us. And we get to enjoy this. And so what he was saying is that through Christ's sacrifice on the cross, through his victory over sin at the cross, we have an inheritance in the spoils of that war. We have the fruits of the Spirit. We have the promise of love, joy, peace, self-control. And we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We didn't have to fight that battle. We didn't have to die for it. And yet we have this inheritance in him to be more than a conqueror, which is even more of a place of achievement and victory. And so, you know, I always want to live my life in the sense of what is my life reflecting today that I could testify tomorrow of his grace and mercy over me, over the victory that I have. You know, I watched this 
play out. Just a couple weeks ago, I was a part of a Bible study, and a woman gave her testimony. And, you know, the Bible talks about in Revelation that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Oftentimes, when we're testifying to a victory in our lives, something the Lord has delivered us from, healed us from, set us free from, um, something He's provided for in our finances, provided for in our family, we are prophesying to others who are still in the battle and in the struggle and we're calling them to that place of victory through Christ Jesus. And I watched this happen as this woman shared her beautiful testimony and was very real. She did not paint over any of it. She didn't try to make it, you know, church worthy. She just talked about her life. And afterwards, another young woman came and asked for prayer and was in a similar str struggle. She recognized the parts of her story in this other person's story. And as we began to pray with her and things began to come to the surface, she found absolute freedom in her mind and in her emotions, was set free from depression mm -hmm. and anxiety, um, got healing in a situation um, of a loved one that had died suddenly. and just got real like I saw her this last week and her face just beamed walking in that freedom and I thought Lord don't ever let me get so comfortable with you that my story and what you're doing in my life today doesn't call to someone else's freedom mm -hmm. I want to live in such a way that I'm having new experiences with you mm -hmm. I'm having new understandings of what it means to overcome what your blood actually provided for and so it really challenged me and as I delve into this this week and I'm like Lord what and he's obviously if you ask he will reveal he will mm -hmm. show you he will provide mm -hmm. but I just feel like there are things in relationships and things in um, in my own life where the Lord is challenging me to really overcome those old tendencies overcome those old thoughts those old mindsets and really open myself up in faith to the possibility that he is a God of the impossible, mm -hmm. that he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything I could ask, think, hope, or imagine. And it has encouraged me in my, in my faith and also brought hope to me in some areas. And so that's my heart today. Um, it's just that anyone that would hear this would realize that you have been made more than an overcomer. Mm -hmm. Um, and that your testimony and, and the things that you're daily walking out, even the little things, give yourself the grace to see those things healed and, and overcome. And also realize that the things that you've already walked through and taken victory in is a huge testimony to the power of Christ at work in your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of us are going to have a different journey. But the Bible says that one day we're all going to stand before the throne and we're going to cast our crowns back at his feet. Mm -hmm. So every victory that he gave us that he provided for at the cross is going to be our worship to him. And I want to be, I want my arms to be heavy with all of his crowns that he gave me mm -hmm. and, and the things that he helped me overcome that I can turn around and, and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords back in that moment. Mm -hmm. and that is really a life, an overcoming life is the victorious life, not in what we've earned and not in our behavior modification, but in the true understanding of what he died to give us freedom in and taking that and applying it to the different areas of our life and and one day at a time allowing him to walk us out victory yeah. to take root in our hearts our minds that our actions and our behavior is is from a place of like lord we want to please you mm -hmm. we want to bring honor to your name we want to enjoy the spoils of your war and um know that you it wasn't in vain
and live in these places of victory here and now yes. as overcomers. Yes. And one thing I want to speak to, I know a lot of what we gear our content towards is to kind of meet you wherever you're at in your spiritual walk. And we do a lot of prefacing what we're saying for if you're brand new in your faith. But I also want to speak to if there's any listeners out there that have been believers for since a child or their whole life, you can get to this point of thinking that now you're at a point where you've been a believer so long, you can't share with people fresh parts of your struggle because of fear of judgment within the church. And um, His grace is sufficient for you in that too. And He, you can be a believer still struggle with something him still help you overcome it after the point of salvation because like you were talking about we're still going to have things that we walk through and it's still going to be fresh um but so i feel like there's such a push almost in the not in the church as far as the bride of christ but the church as far as religion Mm -hmm. that tells you that well once you're saved you're perfectly put together and you can't show anything less than that or you're not who you say you are and you know we're none of us are going to be perfected until we are standing before god yes none of us um and i don't feel like even paul who wrote most of the new testament said the things that i long to do i can't do and you know and he talked about um coming before the lord and the lord saying my grace is sufficient and i do believe that all of us have things that are sometimes generational or they come from a deep place in our childhood that is really a part of our belief system and it takes getting to a point where we're ready for Mm -hmm. that freedom Mm -hmm. because maintaining that freedom is also work it's also a process of overcoming yes and so there are times that emotionally we aren't there are things the lord has set me free from that at my first encounter in salvation it would have probably emotionally traumatized me i was Mm -hmm. not ready yeah. I needed that that maturing, and that's what I was talking about with our children. We give them we give them time to mature. Mm-hmm. We give them grace to mature that they can. Ha- I don't expect my three year old to handle his silverware like I do my thirteen year old. Right. You know, we give them that room, mm-hmm. and the Lord does us the same way. Yes. And so, yes, I do um, agree with you in that. I think there is uh, the spirit of religion is bondage, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't want. A testimony of freedom being spoken that would cause someone else perhaps who has been secretly battling um, in something and struggling and wondering you know I feel like the Lord is doing something in me but if I were to confess this you know I'll I'll be met with judgment or shame you know that's really an important part of finding a community of people who encourage you in your walk whatever level you're at whether you've been serving the Lord for three minutes or 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like, find the freedom of His that we are meeting each other with love, His mm-hmm. love, and we are celebrating every victory. You know, and biblically, there were battles with tribes that went through generations. Yeah. A generation after generation struggled with that same group of people. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take away from the victory That's when right. it was finally overcome. And yes. so, you know, when God sets you free from it, whether it's something that took you five minutes or five years to get over or for some people 50 years Mm -hmm. freedom is freedom yes give god the glory and the testimony and watch him use that to call others around you to freedom yes you never know what your story will unlock in someone that's right it's why it's your story and no one else can tell it and on the flip side of that the only other thing i wanted to add was whenever you spoke about um you want new and fresh experiences um 
whenever I was living where I used to live before got, getting out of the situation I did and all of that, um, I was going to a church and I had a pastor put it this way that if you consider the day of your salvation, getting your spiritual gas tank filled up. And he said, unfortunately, there are some Christians that may have been Christians for 30 years, but they have never went back to the pump. They've never refilled that gas tank. And so they are running on fumes from 30 years ago. And so I'll just encourage no matter where you're at. And like Abby said, you know, whether you're three days in, three hours in, or if you're 30 years in, constantly seek the Lord, seek time because it's about relationship, not religion, seeking time to be in his presence ask the Lord for fresh experiences with him. Ask the Lord for fresh encounters with him. Ask him to reveal himself and show himself in your day to day. And he will, he is a faithful God and you don't have to run on fumes from 30 years ago. Your salvation story doesn't have to be the only story where you ever have noticed an encounter in your life with God. There's evidence of his goodness all over our lives. His fingerprints are all over everything that we do. And so if you don't see that in your life, ask the Lord to redeem that or to, to call that up. And he absolutely will. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, that reminds me the Lord told the children of Israel, remember, write Mm -hmm. it down. Remember Mm -hmm. what I've done. Talk about it. Talk about it with your kids. Like that is important to never, I don't want to ever feel like I have arrived and that I've just somehow gotten over what Christ did for me. I want the story of my salvation to be as beautiful 20 years from now as it was the day I said yes to Jesus because Mm -hmm. he died for that. It's precious and it cost him something. Mm -hmm. And so I have an obligation to, to share that story Mm -hmm. and to call others into the same freedom. And it's my due service. Like I count that joy to be Mm -hmm. able to give that back to him because I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. And it's the very least that I can testify of what he did. And there, there is no, I I've heard people share stories of, of things that in small encounters and it Mm -hmm. unlocked something in me and it called me higher. It's Mm -hmm. powerful. Our testimony is powerful. And you know, the Bible talks about the Lord, his train filling the temple. Mm -hmm. And that speaks to another Jewish custom or tradition where when a king would overcome a region or a a group of people, he would tear off part of that king's royal cloak and he would sew it into the bottom of his. And so it would become like this long, almost like a a bridal train on a wedding group. It would be all these overcome tribes that he had conquered. And the Bible talks about God has, his train fills his temple. It's like, it can't be all the things that overcame at the cross. You Mm. can't even imagine. And so when we, I I just imagine, because I'm a very imaginative person, I imagine that when we testify about us overcoming something in the Lord, it's like we're pointing to that part of his train and we're saying, see that tribe right there? That's where he, he overcame it. Mm -hmm. And because he overcame it, and I'm more than a conqueror, I can overcome it. Mm-hmm. You see that purple one right there? That was this thing. And it's like I'm pointing back to the glory to God. I'm giving him more of my worship, and I'm becoming more like him mm-hmm. and knowing his heart for me. And I'm celebrating with him in that victory. Mm-hmm. I am celebrating in the victory of the cross, that the yeah. tomb is empty, and that he paid a high price, and it was worth it. He didn't get out of that grave for me to stay in my sin. Yeah. Because he got up. 
I can get up. Amen. And there's a song that says, if he walked out of that grave, so am I. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to get to a place where there's nothing, there's no grave going to hold me back. If there's something in my life that is continuing to be an issue, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Mm -hmm. And I am going to be able to one day point to that thing and say, see that right there? I'm no longer a slave to that because Mm -hmm. I'm an overcomer. Okay, ladies, so in our trauma-informed segment this week, I wanted to talk about um, something that Abby touched on in her message, which was the act of transforming your mind, and I just thought that it would be a good idea to kind of give you a guide point for even how to start that, and one good way for me whenever I was going through it and I was having to essentially reprogram was doing a gratitude journal and I know that it is one of those things that's probably overspoken about and so it's kind of a turnoff and I know that I experienced that firsthand whenever my counselor told me okay I want you to journal and to have two separate ones and one was a journal for me to just write everything I was feeling a place to get it out um, and I was so resistant against that. And then secondly, the gratitude journal. And it wasn't because I wasn't grateful. I had so many things that I was grateful about. It just, um, honestly, uh, to be as transparent and blunt as I can, it just annoyed me, the thought of having to do it. And I thought really, truly that there was no way that it would benefit me. But it actually turned out being really fun Um it depends on what your budget is, what you're, how much you're wanting to invest in this endeavor. But they do already make, you can even find them on Amazon and have them the next day, already pre-filled out gratitude journals. And it'll prompt you to think about versus just, you know, because initially in my head I thought every single day I'm grateful for blank. I'm thankful for blank. And of course it can be that simple, but if you get one of the prompted, so to speak, gratitude journals, it's really fun. It'll... It'll give you ideas like a a person that I'm thankful for, um, my favorite memory that I'm thankful for, and just just little things like that. And of course, they get more creative with the wording than I was just now. But um, I think that creating a habit of forcing yourself to list the things that you're grateful for really shifts what's going on between your ears. And once you're focusing on everything that you are grateful for, it's hard to focus on other things or, you know, worry about other things. And um, I just wanted to encourage you and remind you of that. And, of course, it's funny because God's messages and reminders are just everywhere. And I was at a women's Bible study group um, last Wednesday night, and it It's not even a group that I typically go to, and whenever they were speaking on not worrying, and one of them brought up the importance of a gratitude journal and how much of an impact it made on their lives, and I just thought, you know, wow, um, it just reminded me of mine and how it truly can impact your life and it it sounds boring maybe or cliche or even maybe you know, too elementary for you. I'm not gonna, I don't have to break down my thoughts like that into little one sentences that I'm grateful for in a day. 
Um, but honestly, if you'll humble, humble yourselves enough to do it, you'd be amazed at the progress that it can make in your heart posture. And then once you have a heart posture that has an attitude of gratitude, um, the Lord loves that and he's going to bless it. And so just want to encourage you with that. It's just one little way. Um, I like to give life applicable suggestions. Um, and once again, of course, I'm not a counselor and I'm not a therapist and all of those things. I'm just a survivor. And, you know, I want to try to give you guys every tool for your tool belt that you could possibly have and I just trust and believe that that's going to help someone and even if it's only one then it was absolutely worth it Um, in our on Spotify we're going to try to build in a poll this week for you guys to answer us back and so if you're listening I would love to hear back from you on some topics in the trauma-informed segment that you maybe would want to hear more about questions that you may have things that you feel like would really help you we would love to hear your input thank you Well, friends, that is all we have for this episode. I pray blessings over you into your coming weeks. I pray that the fingerprints of God are all over your life and you can see his goodness in so many ways. I pray protection over you. If there is anything that we can do for you as sisters in Christ or as just as other women, I just pray that you would reach out to us, whether it's social media, through email, um, through our website, however it's more feasible for you to reach out. I just hope that you do. And in the meantime, I just pray that the word of Christ would dwell in you richly.